0: Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 14 starting in verse 1 and going to verse 24. One Sabbath day Jesus went to eat dinner in the home of a leader of the Pharisees and the people were watching him closely. There was a man there whose arms and legs were swollen and Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the religious law, is it permitted in the law to heal people on the Sabbath day or not? When they refused to answer, Jesus touched the sick man and healed him and sent him away. Then he turned to them and said, Which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath? If your son or your cow falls into a pit, don't you rush to get him out? Again, they could not answer. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you're invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited the host will come and say give this person your seat then you'll be embarrassed and you'll have to take whatever seats left at the foot of the table instead take the lowest place at the foot of the table then when your host sees you he'll come and say friend we have a better place for you then you'll be honored in front of all the other guests for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted Then he turned to his hosts. When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they'll invite you back and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. And when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet's ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. And another said, I now have a wife. So I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said, and his master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There's still room for more. So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full, for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. All right. So here's Jesus at this dinner party. Dinner parties back at the in the time of Jesus were a moment, a moment to discover where you stood in the pecking order of society. It was one of those kind of moments. I mean, do you ever have those moments where you walk into a room and all of a sudden you you can find out how important you are based on where you're sitting, you know, seated? Uh, I go to a fair number of weddings because I do a fair number of weddings uh, for people each year. And it's always interesting on where uh, my wife Vicky and I are seated at a wedding. And so, um, you know, sometimes you're in the back 40, you know, you're the pastor and you're put with some unfortunate aunt or uncle who has to suffer with the pastor. So they avoid um, whine and swearing. Um I always apologize to them, <laughs> but you know you know where do you where do you sit? Are you at the head table? Are you uh you know at a table close to the head table? Or are you in the back corner i mean you 're invited you're a part of the group and yet where do you where are you seated i mean there's all different kinds of i guess opportunities or um examples of times in our own lives where we can kind of measure where do we fit. And back in the time of Jesus, that question was a significant question. Where do I fit? It was an honor-shame society that social status was incredibly important. And so you wanted to bring honor to your family. You wanted to bring respect to your family. And so what you would do is you would do good deeds in society. Um, You would throw a big party. You would invite people over for dinner. You would uh, build an aqueduct or an archway or a road. And you would do a public service project. <laughs> um, and then you'd put your name on it, kind of like a hospital or something like that. But it was a way for you to elevate your name in society. That was riches, being having honor, being exalted. And so that was a significant thing. And so at this dinner party Jesus is at, he notices everyone's trying to get ahead. They're trying to um, look honorable, be exalted in the eyes of maybe Jesus, but certainly their host, and probably with one another. And Jesus sees this, and he gives them some advice. And the essence of what he says, and I want to hit this primarily today. The other stuff's fantastic, but I want to hit this today. Jesus says, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That's a backwards way of thinking. It's a backwards way of thinking. At the time of Jesus, it was all about exalting yourself, putting yourself ahead of someone else. You wanted to become a somebody, so you had to uh, make someone else a nobody. You know what I mean? You would never take some nobody and make them a somebody because that diminished, diminished you. So you always elevated yourself. And so Jesus here gives this insight. If you want to be elevated in the eyes of God, if being in the kingdom of God and being elevated and exalted and respected and honored in the kingdom of God by the king, by God, the pathway to that is through humility. And humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's not, woe is me, I'm the worst person ever, let me talk bad about myself all the time, let me rip on myself all the time. I mean, that's just exhausting to be around someone like that, right? I know because I've fallen into that trap at times in my life, and my wife has had to say to me, Steve, it's exhausting sometimes. To have to you know again uh, hear you rip on yourself, and so that's not humility, that's just that's just an inadequate, warped identity after all, you are you're a child of God. If you follow Jesus, you're a child of God, you're his beloved child, he loves you, he's given his life for you, he, he's adopted you, and so with that identity that you are valuable, that you are precious, that you are his beloved. At the same time, it's not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking uh, less about yourself. So it's not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking less about yourself. Pride certainly is thinking more about yourself and thinking less of others. Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-three gives us wisdom with this. It says pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. Now, the whole point of pride is to avoid humiliation. (laughs) The whole point of pride is to bring honor, and yet scripture, truth, wisdom, not the wisdom of the world around us that says do what you got to do, push back who you got to push back to get ahead, to be exalted, to look good. Wisdom from God says humiliation comes from pride. Honor comes from humility. And so today, let me just check in with you. Because for me, I know this is a challenge, and that's why I'm talking about it today. Sometimes I think I'm humble, or someone else may think I'm humble. But the reality is, sometimes I act humble because I'm proud. Get your mind around that one. <laughs> pride is sneaky pride puts other people second pride seeks to elevate ourselves pride is thinking more about ourselves and less about others pride says i can do it i don't need god and i don't need others pride says i'm going to put myself in situations and circumstances that make me look good and may look make other people look bad humility says i'm going to take a knee I'm going to bend my knee. In other words, I'm going to take the position of a servant. I'm going to put the needs of someone else ahead of my own. I'm going to think less of myself and more of God. And so today, where is your pride at? Do you find yourself being proud? Do you find your thoughts consumed with you and your status and your position and being exalted Where are you looking for honor? Where are you looking for exaltation? Is it with God or with those around you at work or at school or in your neighborhood? Because if we're really truly looking for honor, respect, making God smile, it comes through humility. And so today, um, what's one way that you can lean into humility that you can be thankful for what God has done for you and you can serve those around you because that's where we find exaltation. And so what is God saying to you today and what will you do about it? Let's pray. God, thank you for the example of Jesus. Jesus who, though He was God, though he's the Son of God, the divine Son of God, yet set aside his divine privileges and humbled himself and took the position and the identity of a servant, a slave, and became one of us. God, may we be more and more like Jesus. May our lives be lives of humility. And so today, we recognize how amazing you are We recognize your love for us, and we pray that, God, we would respond in humility. We want to be exalted, God, but we want to be exalted in your eyes. And so give us an opportunity today to respond with humility. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.